Well, hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Kalina. Today, we're going to be talking about a very sensitive topic. I have recorded this podcast a couple of times before, and I have deleted it, and I have written about it, and I've also deleted it. It is a very sensitive subject, but I believe that I am ready to have this conversation with you. If you've followed me for some time or even listened to a couple of episodes, you realize that I acknowledge that I am a Christian. I am a believer. I don't force anything down anybody's throats, but this is something that I need to speak about. This is a topic that needs to be discussed. There are people suffering because this is not talked about enough, and I believe that it is time. There's a lot of women that I've talked to in the past, maybe a year, since I've been trying to talk about this subject and every time I, I pull back for fear of backlash. It's a very sensitive topic and one thing that my mother always told me was to never talk about religion or politics because there's so many different views on those specific topics that it actually brings people to get into fights and discussions. But I believe that if I don't talk about this, me being a coach, helping women that are in abusive, narcissistic relationships, women that are suffering and struggling because they can't get out from where they are, don't understand what is happening, and keep fighting for something that will never change. This needs to be talked about. For example, I had a post that went really viral back in October, and a lady wrote to me, it was definitely a battle in my head. I didn't want to let God down, but he didn't want me in that abusive relationship. I talked to her back and forth. She said she held off and she stayed in that abusive relationship because she thought divorce was worse than staying in an abusive relationship. We need to start talking about the idea that God hates abuse more than divorce because staying in an abusive relationship is not in alignment with his plan for our well-being. Now, let's address the idea that God hates abuse more than divorce. While the Bible does speak about the sanctity of marriage, it also highlights the importance of compassion, love, and respect with that union. When a relationship becomes abusive, it deviates from God's intentions for love and care between partners. For example, in the Bible, the Christian man has a role. I wasn't planning on putting scripture here, but I'll give it to you. It says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. This can be found in Ephesians 5.25, and I'll put these in the show notes for you as well. This verse is what sets the standard for the Christian husband for his role, which is to love his wife selflessly and sacrificially, just like Christ demonstrated his love for the church and his sacrifice. They're called to be spiritual leaders, being the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. They're called to respect to live with your wife is an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. They're also supposed to be providers. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. A Christian husband is expected to be faithful to his wife and uphold the covenant of marriage. And it talks about how husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them. This one is found in Colossians 3.19. It says, love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. Just as Christ does the church. 
This verse emphasizes the importance of cherishing and caring for one's spouse as the vital part of that vessel. I brought a couple of things together here just so you would see what the husband, a godly husband, is supposed to bring into a marriage. I am going to bring another one that is about the woman because this one is usually taken out of context. This one is Ephesians 5, 22, 24. It's talking about how the wives have to submit to their husbands as to the Lord, emphasizing respect and reverence for the husband's leadership in the marriage. This one is often misunderstood as thinking that the wife is less than the husband and they need to submit to their whims and their wills. This is not what this is about. This is about a woman submitting to a Christian man who is submitting himself to God. Any of you out there that think that submitting to a man means you're their slave or their servant, I am sorry to tell you that you are widely mistaken. Man is supposed to be submitting to God, and the woman is supposed to be submitting to the man that is submitting to God. And that's the order. That's how it goes. If you're in an abusive relationship, that man is not submitting to God. Therefore, you do not need to be submitting to this man. And that in itself shows you how important it is to God that these things are present in the relationship. The notion of God hating abuse is basically rooted in the belief that he created each of us in his image, deserving of dignity and respect. When we allow abuse to persist in our lives, we disregard our value as children of God. And instead of suffering silently, God calls us to seek help and break free from the cycle of abuse. One may wonder, if God is against abuse, why not stay in the marriage and work things out? recognize that God doesn't want us to endure pain and suffering needlessly. He understands the complexity of human relationships and the impact of abuse on our physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. Staying in an abusive relationship can lead you to severe consequences for your mental health, for your self-esteem, and even physical safety in some cases. In such circumstances, divorce can be the path towards liberation allowing you to regain your sense of self-worth and find safety. It's important to mention that divorce is never an easy decision either way, nor should it be taken lightly. You need to seek guidance from trusted people. I'm going to say pastors or counselors, coaches, and therapists, because not everybody has been led the right way by somebody from church. Pastors have led people to keep fighting through the abusive relationship and keep fighting to stay in an abusive relationship due to the fact that God is against divorce. So please seek God and search for discernment before making any decisions like this. I know that you may be saying to yourself, like, doesn't the Bible condemn divorce? But while the Bible does acknowledge divorce as a reality, it does not promote it. But God's grace is so big, and he understands our human struggles. Divorce in cases of abuse may seem as an act of mercy and protection rather than a sinful choice. Remember, God's love for us is unconditional and he desires our well-being. He doesn't want us to be trapped in harmful relationships that diminish our worth and keeps us from feeling the purpose he wants to lead us to. Apostle Paul told the Christians in Corinth to end their association with any sexually immoral, drunk, emotionally or financially abusive people. If we should not associate with these people as Christians, how are we supposed to be married to them? 
We are not to be partners with Christians who have a hint of sexual immorality, impurity, or greed, because these Christians are deceivers. We hear the verse about not being equally yoked all the time, but this verse says that we shouldn't be partners with Christians who do such things. There's a passage in the Bible in Ephesians 5, 11, 13 that says that we most expose them, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything is exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. We can call bad behavior out just the way the Bible does. I know people that say that this doesn't apply to marriage, but what argument doesn't hold on the water? We can love them, we can forgive them, and still follow biblical commands and get away from them. We are not called to hate them, even though I understand that we all go through this once we realize what we're going through. We go through a process until we get to the other side. And we might hate them for a little while, but you can divorce them or separate from them and walk away. Some of these people might learn their lesson. Most of them won't. Narcissists can't change because they can't learn from their mistakes. It's a capacity that they don't have. And just like narcissists, there's others that don't understand because they have no empathy of the damage that they have done. And they can only see what they feel you have done to them. Praying about a man that is not godly may change, but that is between you and God. Learn to listen when God tells you to leave because he will tell you to leave, but you have to be listening. There's no reason to stay in an abusive relationship, in an abusive marriage, because God hates abuse more. It's not sunshines and rainbows when you're a Christian and everything doesn't go smoothly. We are going to suffer. We are going to go through different times, but you have to learn to hold on to God and his promises. You also have to learn how and when to hear what he has to say. I stayed seven years longer than I had to in my abusive relationship because when he said he's not the one, I wasn't into church or the Bible or the word as much as I have been for the past 12 years. And I didn't understand where that audible voice was coming from. For seven years, I stood in front of God without knowing. And I said, I am going to make this work. What did I think I was? I was trying to fight God without knowing I was trying to fight God because I thought I knew better. You have to be paying attention to listen. If you feel like you don't want to let God down and you're scared of separation or a divorce, it's time to get on your knees and start praying and talking to him so he can lead the way. But remember, God's not a genie to answer our wishes. You're going to have to learn to listen and you're going to have to know that God's timing is perfect and it doesn't happen now, but it will happen in its perfect time. What you can do if you're listening is get ready. I am not the type of coach to tell you to leave because every situation is different. Some situations might even be more dangerous than others. And it is not up to me to tell you when you have to leave because you have to figure that out for yourself. As a coach, I can lead you to take the steps needed when you need to, but you are the one that has to listen when to go. But you also have to listen to what you need to do before you go. You have to know how you're going to handle something that you had no idea you were going through. You're going to need support and community. You're going to need spiritually invested people to listen to you that understand. Not everybody understands. Some people think that you just can't divorce, period. But nobody knows what's going on in your home but you. And a lot of people won't understand unless they see you with a black eye. If you have a feeling that something in your relationship is not right, 
that it doesn't matter how much you try, nothing keeps moving. Don't let people tell you to stay and pray it out. I am a Christian. I am a believer. And I guide women to listen to that voice and move on their own time. I am here to lead the way and guide you. I am not here to tell you what to do. I am here to help you heal after you make the choice to get out of that relationship. I am here to help you put the pieces back together when you realize what this has done to you. Nobody should tell you when to leave or how to leave, but also nobody should tell you to stay and try to fix it, especially using the word of God as an excuse. God hates abuse more than divorce because you're not meant to live how he expects you to live if you're in a relationship with an abusive partner. You can follow God and leave an abusive household, an abusive marriage. If you want to hear more about this topic, if you want to create a Zoom or a Facebook Live or some kind of discussion about this topic, I am more than open to leading it or joining you. This is not an easy topic. This is not an easy conversation, but it needs to be said because you don't need to be living with that. God calls us to love and God calls our partners to love. If you need more resources, if you have any more questions, you can message me on my Instagram at Raquel Colina. If you're looking for an exit strategy, there is one on my website at RaquelColina.com. If you're also looking for ways to make money because you feel stuck and you can't get out, I also have a side hustle guide with almost a hundred links to start making money so you can move out of your relationship. If you're looking for more in-depth help, the doors are open for the Rising Strong Society. This is a membership for women that are leaving or have left toxic, abusive, narcissistic relationships and are looking for healing. It's creating a community of women. And I took the summer to start working on this membership. Whoever comes in is going to start creating this together. And it's only $19 a month. Once the membership closes, we're going to be building it bigger and brighter. And the next time it opens up, it's going to be at a higher price. So if you're looking to heal, to create community, have resources, coaching, and mentoring, this is the moment. It's $19 a month. Just go to the link in the show notes. Go to RaquelColina.com forward slash rising strong. I will put the link in the show notes as well, and you can get started today. This is the moment. This is it. Your time is now. The doors are open for $19 a month. Can't wait to see you there. Before I go, if you or someone you know is experiencing abuse, please know that you're not alone and there is help out there. Reach out to me. Reach out to a friend, somebody that you trust, because there is strength in seeking support and you don't have to face this journey alone. That's the reason why I created the Rising Strong Society. It's essential to understand that God's plans for our lives includes love, kindness, compassion, not abuse and suffering. He wants us to cherish ourselves as his beloved children and treat others with the same love and respect. Thank you for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful, please share it. Please remember that you deserve love and respect and that you are loved and worthy. Till next time. Love ya.